welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. Discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, and I'm an advanced level eventer, dedicated yogi and meditator, self-improvement enthusiast, and plant-based athlete. I'm currently based in Aiken, South Carolina. I'm Tyler Held, and I'm a professional groom finishing a master's in sports psychology. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast, and I focus on positive thinking and motivated others. I'm also based in Aiken, South Carolina. This week's topic, since it's February, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Um, not to get too commercial with that, but we are going to talk about relationships and how to form positive ones. And we're not just talking about romantic relationships. Yeah, it'd be a little inappropriate for me to talk about romantic relationships, considering I haven't had much luck in that department. But, I mean, Emily, you've got a wonderful husband, so you could maybe share some insight. Yeah, um, he is pretty great. Uh, I don't have a lot of insight right off the top of my head, but uh, if you're into horses, ladies, you might want to find a guy that's either into horses or at least understands them because, let's face it, our horsey lifestyle is a bit crazy. So um, anyway, yeah, I'm pretty lucky with my main man, PJ. Yeah, and if anyone wants to be my valentine, like, the slot is completely open. Most girls want flowers and chocolates, but um, I like beef jerky and nut butter, so just throwing it out throwing there. Throwing it out there. We'll, we'll send you the address if you want it. Uh, we'll post that. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so this is our second episode. Um, would like to thank everyone for all of the positive comments on our first episode. Um, we had an overwhelming response of people saying, you know, these are my goals or this is my word of the year, kind of saying how they've been inspired from it. Um, When me and Emily started the podcast, we kind of thought, is there room in the podcasting community for an equestrian wellness podcast? And we thought, you know, there's people doing things like huge shout out to Major League Eventing. I love what they're doing right now, um, bringing people's stories to the table and yeah. kind of inspiring I, podcast Check I've, it out. I've listened to a bunch of them and, th- and they jumped right on it and we're like you know if you need anything let us know so that was super cool to kind of you know there's room for all of us here talking about horses and yeah the world and stuff like that and um we're trying to make our show as good as it can be yep and um you know we thought our, our first episode was a pretty good first attempt and we just hope to keep improving with each episode um as a matter of fact today we're trying a new mic so hopefully the the sound quality is a bit better and uh yeah let us know what you think when you hear it yeah last episode like emily was kind of sitting a little bit further away from a computer than i was and i also naturally talk a little bit louder than emily does and so I tried to fix the sound as much as I can, but I'm not a sound engineer. Yeah. So, you know, it's a work in progress. They say the first step to being incredibly good at something is being incredibly bad at something. So we hope you didn't <laughs> we think hope, yeah, I was like, wait, that our episode was <laughs> incredibly, incredibly bad. bad. <laughs> but, you know, it's always like a work in progress. Yeah, I, I understand your point. Improvement. Learn from your mistakes. Anyway, um... So, 
just kind of touching on what we talked about in the last episode. We focused on goals for the year, so 19 for 2019 and our, our word for the year. So again, mine was action. And I talked about a couple um, of my goals on the last episode, and I just thought I would kind of share how that's going. Um, I've been able to check off a few things, which feels really good to like get those off the list. Like, real easy one, I got new show boots, which I really like. Um, I ordered birthday cards. Like, one of my goals was to send personal cards to my favorite people on their birthday that I don't see all the time. So I just got, like, a big box on Amazon. They actually just came today, and they're pretty amazing. They're super cute. It was a good deal, and Um, now I have them, and now I can send them, and I feel like I have set myself up for success on that goal. Do you have stamps is the question. Um, I have a couple. I do think I'm going to get, like, the right amount of stamps to go with my number of cards. So it's just Kind of, like, set a goal for, like, this is how many birthday cards I'm sending this year. Right, and keep them with that and don't touch the stamps unless they're going on a birthday card. Anyway. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, been good on the meditating daily. That's been really um, fun and helpful. Uh, I am struggling with one of my goals, and that's waking up in the morning. So one of my goals is to find, like, a good alarm or an app that would help me get out of bed because I am addicted to the snooze button, like, seriously addicted. So if anyone has any suggestions about an app that works or an alarm clock, please let me know. I need help. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a like, straight out of better. Like, I just, yeah. I wake up and I'm, like, seize the day. Um, there, You know, there's times, I've gone through phases of snoozing, but most of the time it's, like, 5.01 because I don't like to set my alarm yeah. for whole numbers. Um, right, I mean, that's like, just weird. Who Why would, would wake up that? at 5 o'clock? Like, you wake up at 5.01. But if anyone has any suggestions for Emily, please pass that along. Yes, I need help, listeners. I really need help. So um, anyway, another thing is I am on track for my book goal for the year. Um, Yes, I'm a little embarrassed to say my number because it's not as high as uh, Miss Overachiever sitting to my left, Tyler. I've read seven books and it's February 6th. Yeah, I was pretty excited about my two books. I was like, oh, two books a month. That's pretty, pretty good. You know, I'm a busy girl. But then she has to walk in with like seven. And I'm like... Okay, anyway, but this but it's came. It's all personal. It's, yeah. it's personal, and it came from the discipline, which you made me set the that goal, the word for the year. So, so it's, I really. It's a little bit your fault that, that I read sure. seven books because last year I had a bunch of books that I was reading all at one time, and mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't very disciplined. Like, I, I'm not quite really getting what I can out of each one of these books because I'm so spread amongst the topics that. I was like, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm only going to read one book at a time, cover to cover. And because I love to read and because I have so many books that I want to read, it's kind of inspired me to push myself to yeah. get the book done you so don't that get I can to read do, the next one. Yeah, you don't get to do the next one until you finish the one you're on. I think that's a great tip. Yeah. It's really good. So um, another, we're kind of going to do some new segments for our podcast um, for episode two that we're trying out. And since me and Emily are avid readers, one of them would be to talk about a book that we're reading right now or that we've read that we want to talk about and kind of just say, 
this is a good book. Yeah, so. give it give it a look through. Which one are you reading? Um, so I'm currently reading We Need to Talk by Celeste Headley. And um, the tagline is How to Have Conversations That Matter. So um, anyways, I found, it, I found it really interesting and also very applicable to uh, relationships, which is perfect timing since this podcast is about relationships this week. Um, but anyway, we'll kind of get into that later. Tyler, what are you, what good books have you read in your seven books? So most of them have been sports psychology books and not just specific. There was one in pursuit of excellence that I read that was written by a sports psychologist, Mm -hmm. which was great because obviously I have a lot of essays to write for school and being able to like read something that I kind of is like semi-pleasurable for me and then put it in my essays is great. Um, another like kind of fascination I have is pulling things from different sports um, and applying them to equestrianism. Yeah. So I just wrote, read a book by Yogi Berra, who's like a famous catcher for the Yankees. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was great. There was some like really good takeaways of just this is how you should be to be successful in sports. And Yeah. And I think that that's just a good rule in general like you can learn something from pretty much anything like just because you don't play football doesn't mean you can't learn from like a great football coach or something like that yeah so um yeah I think that's that's really interesting so um how about your other goals Tyler how how are they going um the the Facebook one was hard Um, I've kind of maintained the one time a day, but there's, I've run into some situations like when we posted this podcast for the first time, I had already checked Facebook for the day, but I'm not going to not go on and like help promote the business or, you know, oh, so-and-so let me show you what they look like. Like I'm going to pull up my phone and like open Facebook to show you, but I'm not sitting on endlessly scrolling, scrolling, looking at memes and everything like that. Um, it's a better use of your time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then I, I completed one goal was one of my immediate goals was my thousand push-ups for January, which was mm-hmm. actually a challenge with my gym back home. That is so um, many push-ups. I did a thousand push-ups in January, plus like extras in the workout because the one in the workout like didn't. Yeah, because a thousand isn't enough. So yeah, no, let's just do more. Exactly. Cross it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Shall we get into the topic of this week? We should month. I guess Month, we, do yes, this we do this monthly. Yep. Um, relationships. So obviously there's in any walk of life, there's many relationships that you have and they're kind of the foundation of your life. Um, in the horse world, we kind of broke it down into the relationships that you have with your horse, the relationship you have with the people that you work with, or, you know, if, if you're a client, the relationship you have with the working students or coach trainer relationships and um, kind of branching off into your support team and your community. Yeah. So, and I think for most horse people, like this is not just a hobby. Like even if you're an amateur, it's typically not just a hobby. Like horses are truly a lifestyle. So we spend a lot of time in the barn and surrounded by all sorts of people that are like, you know, related to our horses. So um, the relationships that you form with those people can really make or break your time spent. 
yeah. at the barn. I like, you know, it's if it's the end of a long day, it's 8 o'clock at night, you've got horses coming in from a horse show and you're leaving at 6 a.m. the next day and you've got to unpack the trailer, repack the trailer, blanket the horses, make sure everything's taken care of. Who you're doing that with is going to have a huge difference on your happiness. For sure. And um, I think for... Tyler and I, when we moved to Pennsylvania, um, I know for sure that it was a, for me, it was a way different atmosphere than anything I had experienced, just like the people and the community there, um, which was really cool. You know, I'd been at some good barns and not knocking any of them prior because I had great relationships and learned a lot, but it was just different um, coming to Phillips and just being in that sort of program and all the different riders working out of that facility, everybody working hard towards their goal um, and just truly, you know, wanting the best for others. Like we kind of push each other to do, to do better. And so it's a cool atmosphere to be in. And the ability to have friends that like, Hey, it's Friday night. Uh, Do you want to go out to dinner? I can't, I have to braid my horses. Oh, like completely understand. Whereas where I was before I was kind of, the only one in the horse. So when I would go hang out with normal people and say, I, I have to go back to the farm to check on the horses to do late nights. They're yeah. like, what? Like, what? That makes no sense. Well, what are you doing? Like, what yeah. is this job? Um, <laughs> Being surrounded by like-minded people definitely makes, makes the job easier. Absolutely. So um, anyway, let's, Talk about some ways to foster good relationships and maybe start with the horse. Yes, I think that your relationship with your horse, whether you're a rider, groom, or anyone that has any contact with these animals is super duper important. Um, Walking into different barns throughout the year, I can definitely tell kind of how people interact with their horses based on how the horses are like in their demeanor and everything like that. Um, there's just kind of a synergy about the relationship yeah. you have with the horse and, and what kind of energy you bring into the barn. Um, as a groom, like this is 110% like your job is to have a good relationship with your horse. Like if it's going to freak out about standing in ice boots, like being able to be the like, calming, calming energy yes. of like it's okay like we're gonna save your tendons so that we can do big things through this. Yeah. yeah um and like for me I know that um I had this one experience one time that I was like wow I'm really getting it um because there was a horse that I was taking care of and nobody else would have thought that anything was wrong with it other than I knew the horse so well and I was picking its stall and it wasn't knocking down the wheelbarrow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And like, there was just that gut feeling of like, something is not right. Yeah. And I took its temp and it was 106, but like, yeah, I was able to get the vet out and everything like that. But I thought like, if someone else was there that day, like they, they wouldn't have known that there was anything wrong with this horse. Right. So like, it's kind of that next level relationship with your horse with your horse you you kind of create the horse that you want which I think Emily you do under saddle as well right so just from um, a rider's perspective um, in my career I've come to accept that I might not initially like every horse that I work with however um, it has become my personal motto to create the horse that I want to ride 
and uh, basically, you know, I'm of the higher intelligence than the horse, so like I am able to create change, and um, yeah, if if you don't like something about the horse, it's your your job to fix it. And clearly, I'm I'm talking about um, more of a professional, like from a professional standpoint, but. You know, you don't want to be unhappy riding the horse every day. That doesn't make for a good relationship. So you as the rider need to figure out how to, again, create the horse that you want to ride. So having um, the patience and consistency and also discipline yeah. to make the horse into what you want. And, like, if you're an amateur, whether that's paying someone else to ride your horse a few right. days a week to keep it, into the kind of horse that you can enjoy like being able to admit like hey this isn't my thing I'm really struggling with this can you sort it out like having a professional sit on your horse is huge right or if that's not an option you know amateurs should like riding they should enjoy riding if you don't enjoy riding your horse either get professional help or maybe think about another horse yeah you know um because it should be fun for you guys at the end of the day. Yeah. So, I'm you know, like there's obviously enjoyment at the professional level too, but if you're if you're training a horse, yeah. like Emily said, like you have to make it into some a horse that you would want to ride. Exactly. So, all right. What about coworkers? This might not apply to everyone, but you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that it does apply to yeah and I'm like like I said even if it's just coming into the barn and like interacting with the staff that are taking care of your horses like there's always something to take away from Mm -hmm. you know positive relationships yeah um as like kind of a leadership side to this um, I know Emily is like kind of acting as an interim bar manager while Emma and Philip are down south and I personally, I was really, really young when I was a barn manager. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still young. I'm 24 years old. Um, but I was 19 when I was training people. And I kind of that felt... That can be hard. Yeah, yeah. I felt threatened, you know? I was like, I worked really hard to get this position. And, and you're trying to prove yourself. Yep, and... yep. And I still didn't know as much as I know now. And, like, I still have tons to learn. But um, just... I I have a lot of relationships that I look back at at that time that I'd like to do over um, just because like you think it's a threat, but there's room for everyone at the top. Like you need each other. I had a very like chip on my shoulder. Like I can do everything by myself. I want to be in control of the most important things. But at the end of the day, like even if you are like the top groom in the barn, you don't want to be the only one that can do the things with your horses because you're going to get burnt out and like you're never going to feel like you can take a day off and it's just really unhealthy. And you have to be able to train and trust others so that when you need that time to rest and recover, like you're not stressing that things aren't getting done right. Yeah. Um, and also, like if you don't like how somebody is working in the barn or just the atmosphere of the team or whatever, if you're in a leadership position, you need to be the change that you want to see. You know, you, you should work hard to inspire them to work hard. And um, also just be clear on your expectations of what what you need in the barn, what everybody's kind of job is, how we're going to work together, also kind of laying out the team's 
what you want the team to be. Right. And I think that's applicable even if you're not in yeah. a leadership position. Like it, even if you're equals or even if you're underneath someone, if you want something done, don't just be the, well, I'm going to do it myself. Like try to foster some sort of communication of like, I think that this would be really effective if we mm-hmm. could do it this way. And like, maybe we can pause and have like a 10 minute conversation about it Yeah, and kind of create an environment where you're working together. together I think sometimes sure. like with the horses too, people get into the like you want to do everything that's right for them, but there's not always a clear line of like what is right for the horses and stuff like that. And like yeah. to some people, it's so clear of like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And to someone else who's green, like that just might not make sense to them yet. Yeah. Like, I have this like great quote that I always come back to in my mind. It was Eleanor Roosevelt said like, people will accuse you of things that you didn't even imagine. It's of course her talking about like, people accusing her of scandals that she had no part of. But I I took it as, you know, sometimes people accuse me of being dumb when really I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I have done that to other people too. And so don't just assume that people are dumb or like trying to do a bad job. I think it's, you're going to have healthier relationships if you assume that everyone is trying to do their best. Right. And also understanding, yeah, that everyone is, in a good work environment, everyone really is trying to do their best. Um, there's an interesting study, actually, I think there's been several, but basically about how people overestimate their contribution to a situation and then they underestimate others' contributions. So everybody feels like they're working harder than the other person, but then when like asked about it, say someone says, Emily, how much work do you think you do on this podcast? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I do 75% of this work. Tyler, lazy Tyler over there only does 25, which clearly is not, and <laughs> not I, the case. Not I come lazy, in and I'm like, but, yo, I do 80% of this yeah, work. <laughs> Emily's only doing 20. So, you know, obviously if we add up what we think we're doing, that is over a hundred percent, right? So, but you have to just realize that people are trying their best. Yeah. And you know, obviously there's some exceptions to the rule, but in general, you need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Also, remind yourself, if you get frustrated with someone, remind yourself of all the good things that they do. It's really easy mm-hmm. to focus on the negative, but be like, oh, well, you know, Tyler actually went out of her way to get this really nice microphone. Like, that took time. That was a big contribution, you know, and clearly I'm making up this argument between Tyler and <laughs> Yeah, we have anyway. we have lots of arguments, me and Emily. Um, so just just kind of be aware of that next time you yeah. get frustrated. No, and I mean, and we're not saying that you guys should like sing kumbaya yeah. around a campfire that's not with realistic. everyone, but yeah, there's no reason that you can't have a positive atmosphere anywhere that you go. And the biggest part of that is realizing that you can influence the positive atmosphere. Yeah, it's a very very good point okay let's move on to like a coach and student relationship okay which is two two two-sided obviously you're working together but you know kind of come at this a little bit differently um so at least from my perspective as a coach um it's really important for me and i found it helpful for my students to lay out my expectations at the beginning of a lesson so everybody is 
open, on the same page, ready for the experience, all of that. So, for example, if I'm having a jump lesson with someone mm-hmm. and I start the lesson, I said, okay, look, today we're going to work on rideability um, over small fences. And, you know, my student might be like in, her, in their head, oh, I was really hoping to jump bigger fences. Everybody wants to jump the big jumps. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, maybe we have that discussion or maybe when I lay it out and explain like, okay, you know, it's all about the basics. You need to have your horse be rideable over these cavalettis before they can be rideable over fences of, you know, decent height. And we need to work on getting them to move off of your leg and listening to your seat and all of that. You know, so if I start a lesson by laying it out, hopefully that creates um, more readiness on the the student's part and they're not disappointed when they don't end the lesson jumping a four-foot oxer if Mm. that makes sense yeah it Um, makes sense but you know you gotta give the people what they want (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm not saying that they'd never get to jump the four-foot oxer but you know To avoid I'm just slashing Emily's theories down. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to move on from this. But actually, kind of going back to lessons, um, I think it's really important if you're a student to come in with um, a beginner's mind, which is a yoga concept. Mm. Um, but basically, it's, you know, you want to come to something without your own ideas of how things should go or you know what you know just come in with a very open mind to what is being offered and at the end of the day like you are going to this person and you're paying this person for their opinion right so you know take it for what it's worth and maybe maybe you finish the lesson and you say you know that's not for me hopefully that's not the case but you know go into the lesson with open mind you can learn something from everyone even if you um, don't end up riding with that person long term or you don't necessarily agree there's always something that you can take out of it yeah I think that's really really good advice Emily and it um, it kind of ties into two which is kind of a coach student relationship of um, like if you go into a barn and you're a student a working student mm-hmm. and you've been a working student somewhere else and say like maybe you were there for a long time or maybe you just really believed in the program that you were in and you kind of pick up this, the, the, that's not how we do it here mentality. I really like that. That's yeah. not how we do it here mentality. Because that's a thing. Yeah, that is, that a, is thing. a thing. And I think me and Emma, I actually just recently went for a job interview. Oh, spilling the beans, guys. <laughs> I'm leaving Sports Medicine Associates to go head groom for Jenny Branigan. Oh, boy. Breaking news right here on the whole Equestrian Podcast. Really exciting. Um, I love Sports Medicine Associates and everything I've done, but um, I'm ready for the next step. Yeah, so. time to work towards your grooming goal. But anyways, like that's Emma. Emma kind of took me aside. She's like, there's nothing worse than someone that goes in and says, you know, that's not how we do it where I was. So yeah. just go in with a really open mind. And I was like, Emma, I feel you. Like when I was, when I was a barn manager... Um, same same thing. I was like, okay, like you cannot come in with the that's not how we do it here mentality because there's a reason that we do everything in any program. Right. And the same thing for Emily being an instructor. There's a reason that she teaches the way that she does. 
and maybe you'll give her some feedback and she'll be like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I've never seen it that way. But I think that's another big overarching part of positive relationships is like everybody has different perspectives on things and you just have to remain open to them yeah for sure oh yeah good okay so now let's move on to our support team so that would include like your farrier vet groom sponsors owner family friends and um not to be too cliche, but we are all in this together, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a community. It's like High School Musical song. That's what came into my head just now. <laughs> you want to sing a line of that? Um, actually, I will say when I got this microphone, I <laughs> I I sang practice karaoke. I say I sang a song into the the computer, but like I put headphones on and was listening to it <laughs> like I would karaoke, and I was like, oh wow, that's bad. <laughs> Well, if you've saved that, maybe we should post that to our whole equestrian community just for fun. Absolutely not. Okay. All right. Just trying, trying to see what we can do. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, yes, we're all in this together. The other like little cliche horse thing. I say you, you're, you never know when you're going to need to borrow a stud wrench. Um, and you want to be that person that someone will lend you a stud wrench or, you know, X object that you've remembered every single time, but somehow it's walked away and Mm -hmm. now you're in the vet box and your studs are in and it's a nightmare. Well, you want to have people by your side. So not just in your own support team, but in everyone else's support team. And that's, I love to be part of everyone's team. Like, yeah. I like to cheer for everyone. Yeah. Tyler's like head cheerleader, man. Oh, yeah. That's great. I was a cheerleader in second grade. I didn't know this, yeah. Huh. But anyways, um, the horse world is a very small world, mm-hmm. so um, be kind to everyone. Kindness is free, so let's pass that on. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, guys. Um, okay, so we had our book segment, so our next segment for our podcast that we're going to kind of do on a repetitive basis is our actionable advice, but Emily is pointing to her screen and we're going to do something else first because I didn't she have that. She was just jumping the gun on this. I didn't have this typed on mine. But this is another section that I think we need to make a a point of yes. in each episode. Yep. So this is great. We asked our Facebook community what questions they had for us for this episode. And um, this was a good one from Dina, <laughs> who may happen to be my mother, full disclosure, but, it's you fine. know, it's fine. We're like we, on we actually said that our moms would listen, and, and look, they did. They did. And next time, hopefully, we can answer a question from someone other than our mother. Yeah, so be brave. Ask us a question. Yes, please. Anyway, Dina asks, how do you encourage each other through failure? Good question, Mom. Really good. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, the horse world, there's always going to be ups and downs, like any any part of life, actually, but um, especially in the horse world. Oh, yeah. You know, you're on top of the world one moment, maybe falling off into the water the next. You, you just don't know, right? So, um uh, you can't be afraid of failure because it's guaranteed to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is. And um, you need to give yourself permission to fail because when you fail, that's actually when you do some of your best learning, yep. like learning from your mistakes. 
and you just need to keep at it and you're going to make mistakes and as long as you take something away from it and you learn and improve like that's what's going to get you through long term and people give each other the permission to fail like don't be sitting there and be like wow she missed to that oxer real hard yeah. like that's going to be you next time right and like exactly yeah like karma's a bitch yep i said it we need to put the explicit button on our podcast now, but yeah. I, I said it. Yep. Sure. Um, another good topic for failure is rejection therapy, mm-hmm. which there's like a ton of research about asking for things and just like going, there's like kind of rejection therapy challenges where you'll go and just ask for outlandish things and you'd be surprised at how many people like, will actually say yes. Ask a stranger for a piggyback ride. Yes, which I still want to do. Um, but yeah, no, like rejection is Can great. Can I be there when you do that? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, I actually, I asked a, I asked a guy out this winter and the, <laughs> the next day I was smiling like ear to ear and I walked into the bar and I walked into the office and I was like, I asked him out cause I had kind of like been thinking about it, but I was like, man, I didn't get up the nerve, didn't get up the nerve, finally got up the nerve so excited people are like did he say yes and I was like no he said no I'm like wow you're quite you're quite chipper for that response and you know I'm I'm just excited to have the courage to put myself out there yeah and you survived yeah you know you lived to tell the tale of your rejection and Mm -hmm. it probably felt empowering like oh I can can go ask this boy out yeah Colin it's your loss but (laughs) Oh man, we're name dropping. <laughs> Colin, you're missing out. I don't even remember his last name. Okay, well that's probably best. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass him too much. That's okay. Um so anyway, don't be afraid of failure. Excellent. Basically. Can we do actionable advice now, Emily? Yes, we can move on to that subject, Tyler. Thank okay. you for asking. Excellent. So this is our, because Emily's word is action. We want to give you guys actionable advice at the end of each episode to put some of the topics to work. So yeah. what is our actionable advice of this month, Emily? Okay, so this month, we would like you to send some appreciation to people in the barn. Um and it doesn't have to be for Valentine's Day, you know, make random act of kindness part of your routine. Um, and, you know, it's, it's even better if you do this to people who are a little unexpected, who mm-hmm. might not be, um, you might not be that close with, but that have a presence in the barn, you know, like the guy that delivers your hay, maybe bring him coffee or um you know, obviously also appreciate the people that are expected, but mm-hmm. I think it's those unexpected people who really are part of your team that like, it's just kind of nice to be appreciated. Yeah. So I think one of the best ways that you could do this is like, it sounds so, I don't even know what year to pull it from because like <laughs> nobody does it anymore, but I personally love writing handwritten letters mm-hmm. and from my experience, like what I get out of that, like I, I really enjoy like telling people that I love them and what I appreciate about them. So I'll write that out. And, and like, I appreciate that about you. Yes. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> also, like if someone's inspired, you tell them because that just like empowers them to go on and like do great things with the world. Yeah. So I've written like a couple letters, like, you know, more than a couple, but almost every single time. A year later, someone will say, I still remember that letter. 
And so it's a little thing. It doesn't cost you any money. It costs you a little bit of time, maybe a little bit of feeling uneasy and putting yourself out there, but it totally makes someone else's day and you should definitely do it. Yeah, no one is ever going to not like a handwritten note. Yeah. That's positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't send hate don't, mail, don't, please. Don't do that. But like, you know, appreciation letters are never taken the wrong way. So let's just, you know, and that is great advice. And I'm a fan of handwritten letters. But if that's not your style, if you're not a dork like us, if you're not a dork, I mean, I don't, we're not overly dorky, but you know, a little bit. I'm dorky. Um, Sure. (laughs) Anyway, if that's too much to ask, send a nice text. You know, that is super easy. Or what? Bring some carrots and some hummus to the barn. Yeah. Um, people in the barn love food. Anytime like someone brings us food. Oh, it's the best day ever. But because we're equestrian wellness, we're going to say bring healthy food. Healthy food. Because I think that's really appreciated. I was going to try to start this campaign called like bouquets of broccoli, but some people (laughs) shot it down. I don't understand why. I think you should give people like bouquets of broccoli instead of like flowers or cookies or something like that. Maybe let's make that a little more reasonable than broccoli. I love broccoli. I mean... I do too. It has its place. I just don't see myself like munching on broccoli, a bouquet of it in the barn. I just don't see that. Well, but I appreciate. But, so I appreciate where. So you're... last Valentine's Day, I gave everyone condiments for yeah, Valentine's I Day. I never received condiments for. But maybe you give them broccoli with some ranch, and then oh, you see. There you go. Then you're good to go. Um, yeah. Tyler's but, also a fan of pineapple. Yes, they're a sign of which hospitality. Is, I think maybe a better choice than broccoli. Okay, yeah, like you can give people pineapples. Um, that's great. Like that's a great thing to do. Um, fruit trays. There's like yeah, I many mean, all options. Sorts of things. Beef jerky and nut butter. <laughs> Not together. <laughs> or maybe if that's your jam, I don't know. I mean, it is like your protein source and then your fat source, and you then you throw in some broccoli and yeah. A little bit of healthy carbs and you're good to go. Hummus, pita chips. Yep, exactly. Carrots. Exactly. Sort of anyway, um, I think you guys get the point on that. So yeah, so take some action. So show some appreciation. Let us know what you do. If you do something grand and not romantic, but grand, post it on <laughs> Facebook. Or romantic. I mean, but that's not really what this show is about. No. But you know. Anyway, um, so let's talk about give people a little hint of what's to come in the next episode yes okay so march we're thinking that horse shows are really starting to heat up it's the end of the southern season if you've been in aiken or ocala Mm -hmm. and things are starting to thaw up north to finally have some horse shows up there so we're going to talk about competition anxiety yeah and i think that this is a common problem like everyone has it I don't care who you are Mm -hmm. like everyone has some form of it it might be worse for others or whatever but like it's just part of it yeah like even as a groom like oh my god so stressful like that six minutes that you have to like make a stud changeover or like a tack changeover like I get stressed out about that sometimes yeah I mean can be high pressure situations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so um we're gonna give you some 
tips on how to use meditation and mindfulness and also focusing on things that are in your control. Yes, some sciencey attributional styles and like we'll yeah. try to keep it um, relatable, but I also have read a lot of research about it. So, you know, yeah, we're going to science it up. And then we have an exciting um, thing that we're planning. Yes. So for anyone that is going to be at Carolina International, which is kind of like a lot of people are coming That's from. That's like the big first show. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, and like people FBI. come up from Ocala and they're I going. there's Red Hills, but you know what I mean. You know, they're going back up and we're. You know, there's a lot of people there. So on Saturday morning, we would like to introduce. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I'll say it. Meet, greet, and take a seat. Okay, corny, yes, but catchy, also yes. You won't forget it. <laughs> and you like, cause I'm gonna bring flyers to everyone that's in Aiken. Yep. And, uh, and the seat is referring to the meditation. Yeah, so that will be some meditation and light stretching to get everyone ready for cross-country or whatever you're doing on um, Saturday for competition. Yeah. So just stay tuned for more details. We'll be posting some stuff, handing out flyers. Yep, yeah. um, and our, our third episode will be out by then, too. Yeah, so we'll, sure. we'll have the details and that kind of wrapped up. Yeah, and we'd love to like get to meet our listeners whoever you are okay <laughs> anyway all right well i think we should probably wrap it up yeah we should um hopefully you were able to learn something today about fostering positive relationships and hopefully you're gonna make some actionable steps towards you know making them more positive if they're not already yeah and uh we really enjoy doing this we're having a lot of fun like mm -hmm. maybe too much fun mm -hmm. um but we are open to feedback to better serve you. Like we really truly want to get better. And the only way we can do that is um, from feedback from our listeners. And it does not have to all be positive because as we talked about before, like you learn from yeah. some of your mistakes. I mean, I think we're pretty great, but yeah, know, I mean, that's fine. I yeah. also have like a quick question, Emily. Like, yeah. is this still fun after we had to redo this episode? <laughs> yeah, fun fact. We recorded this the first time. We were like, yes, we nailed it. It was this is great. great. We go back to listen to it. It recorded like five minutes. Maybe. And so we had to do the whole thing over. I had my oh. whole like Word document over GarageBand. And so I didn't <laughs> see that it said like your disc is running too slowly to continue recording. Like luckily oh. it's it's still going right now. But yeah. Um, no, I actually think that turned out. It was okay. We learned from our mistakes. Yep. We redid it. Maybe even a little bit better. Yep. Hard to say because nobody now is going to know what our first taping was supposed to be but anyway okay um yeah so uh check us out on facebook and instagram at the whole equestrian and we'll post links to our show on that and we're gonna try to you know be good about sending some actionable posts out every once in a while and mm -hmm. if you want to be part of the whole equestrian community make sure you join that group as well so yeah our closed group on facebook um, but thank you for listening to us. We're bridging the gap between riding and wellness. In the meantime, enjoy the rides.